Hi, my name is Sydney, and I am so excited for our first author interview of 2022. Wow, my name is Maya. Back at it again. Back at it again. Here we are. Uh, My name is Marty Muses. I'm the author of Love and Exile, and I'm super excited to be here on Canonically Incorrect. Now, listen up, children. You better be on your best behaviors because this author has been writing fanfiction for 20 years and is, in fact, a professional writer outside of fandom. She is who we all wish to be. She is at the top run of fanfiction author, and she is a goddess to me for dealing with our fucked up schedule this year. She (laughs) is the author of Love and Exile, Love Life, and the Afterlife, and How to Come First. It's Marty Muses. Thank you so much for being here. Like I said, we had with Maya sick I'm so thankful that we get to talk to you because I'm very excited to talk to you oh I'm so excited that you're very excited I'm very excited to be here (laughs) I know I found you originally on AO3 because I had added love and exile in it and I love a good Yuri on Ice fan fiction so it was perfection thank you I also love Yuri on Ice. (laughs) (laughs) So, first question, getting into it. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with fanfiction, how you found it, how you started reading and writing it, all that fun stuff. Oh my gosh. So, I started reading fanfiction, I think, around the time a lot of people do when they're... Well, maybe it was a little bit later. I was, like, the year after I graduated from high school. Okay. Um, And so I was, I took a year off between high school and college, so I had a lot of, like, time at home. Mm -hmm. And I was really missing all of my friends from high school. We were all big nerds. We used to hang out and watch um, Gundam Wing when it was, like, being aired, if that tells anybody how long ago it was. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I just sort of, like, tentatively stepped my toe in and was like oh what's this about I don't know and um just sort of started reading a couple fix and then felt inspired to try writing and the response that I got was really good and so yeah so that's kind of how I got into fan fiction um the first fandom that I was a part of that I wrote fan fiction for was Vice Kreutz I don't know if that means anything to you no I've never heard of that so if you want a trip back in like the time machine, yes. I highly recommend you watch some Vice Kreutz. It is about um, four dudes with sad and complicated past who work in a flower shop by day and by night they are um, assassins. So yeah, wow. Maya. <laughs> yeah. So. And so I where did started writing fan fiction for it before I had even started watching the show? I just was like I love that people's fan fiction and was like I'm into this. I don't even know. I'm just I love nice. that. I did that with Voltron. I've done that with like a couple of other fandoms, and that is my favorite to just go in head first, not knowing anything. Yeah. So it was it was fun. It was fun. I I still love voice droids. And obviously, it was good enough for you to then write fan fiction and watch the show because some of them I still haven't watched the show for because I'm like the fan fiction's good enough yeah yeah well I feel like at the time yeah <laughs> I I ended up having to like go and like buy the DVDs like <gasps> online or like you know oh my god yeah. anime was not like readily available back yeah then, um, that's fair the very early 2000s <laughs> was it like a were they a blockbuster did they have anime at blockbuster I have no so, idea uh no I mean, maybe some blockbusters, not the blockbuster where I live, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, so I actually would go and buy it from, I think, Suncoast Video. 
Okay. Um, would buy it from there or buy it from like um, this was back when you had to buy a lot of anime and stuff off of eBay, mm-hmm. like subs that were coming out of Hong Kong, basically Ooh. that were like bootleg subs that oh, had yeah. like you know the names were all translated weird because they were just taking the direct translations mm-hmm. from the Chinese characters and stuff. So it was a yeah, I think it was a wild time to be an anime fan. <laughs> So how did you find anime then if it was like you had to like kind of really search for it? Yeah, it was something that my brother and I got into back the sci-fi channel used to occasionally do this like weekend special thing Hmm. that they called Toonami. Um, And they would show, yeah, they would show like Japanese animes Mm -hmm. like Vampire Hunter D and like... um, express 39 or galaxy express 39 like old stuff um and we would watch it and i just kind of got into it from there and then i think also because this was when i was in high school like i said it was like the late 90s early 2000s so that was when cartoon network started playing more mainstream anime so like gundam wing was on Mm -hmm. at a specific time every day and they were doing playing some other anime Honestly, I don't remember what else it was because Gundam Wing was like the main one everybody was like hmm. bizonkers about at the it's time. Like the Naruto of Adult Swim. Yes, it was a uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I just kind of kind of got into it, just found it where I could, and then um, yeah, stuck with it. Nice. nice. So then, where did you go from after Flower Shop by Day, Assassins by Night fanfiction? I mean, I was really into the Vice Chords fandom mm-hmm. for a long time um, and, like, made tons of friends from the fandom, like, you know, had RP partners from the fandom for years who became, like, real, you know, real-life friends and stuff. Wow, nice. But um, that was actually kind of the primary anime that I okay. really wrote fanfiction for at the time. As I got older, I think, and, like, graduated from college and got a real person job, I think mm. a lot of people, not everybody, but I think a lot of people go through this sort of, like, well, I'm an adult now, so I probably shouldn't be into this anymore. Sure. So maybe I'll, you know, kind of, you know, move on to something else. And what I was doing was playing a lot of World of Warcraft. Nice. And <laughs> so um, World of Warcraft, I felt i guess more like a more age appropriate vehicle for my interests so um yeah i got really into the world of warcraft fandom was wrote tons of oc based world of warcraft fan fiction and that's actually how i met my partner um was through the world of warcraft fandom um and yeah i was on a site back then called y gallery i don't know if you guys have ever heard of Y Gallery? Nope. But we have was... been privileged to have at least fanfiction.net during our day. <laughs> so Yeah, that's fanfiction.net is where I started. That's okay, where I okay. used to post my Vice Croit stuff. It's still there. And very um, nice. So yeah. And um, but yeah, Y Gallery was kind of like deviant art specifically mm. for yaoi which is why it was called y gallery oh, so it was like a combination okay. of like people making fan art and people you know posting like long form stories and mm-hmm. stuff and so i got really into the world of warcraft community on y gallery which was like you know any like fandom type 
site like that there was so much there's so much drama just like all the time but yeah yeah um, that fandom I think specific gallery might, drama love it yeah it might still exist i heard um at one point in time one of the mods basically was holding the whole site for ransom and like like had basically shut it down and would like wouldn't let anybody get into it anymore but i what? heard that, that like access had been restored to it so i don't know i haven't been on white gallery in eight million years but it might still be out there that's treasure trove nice. treasure trove of historical of historical yaoi content i love that <laughs> very cool so yeah so then how did you when did you get onto ao3 and the yuri on ice fan fiction that you have right now so I didn't get onto AO3 and into Yuri on Ice until Yuri on Ice was on air. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I hadn't been writing fan fiction really. I was still doing a lot of RP and, you know, like private stuff, OC stuff, just with friends and yeah. um, with my partner. But there was just something about Yuri on Ice that like really inspired me to want to write again, um, which is really saying something because writing a lot in, in my professional life, it doesn't always leave a whole lot of energy or like, uh, you know, uh, time or, uh, inspiration for doing, you know, a lot of personal writing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just was really inspired and really loved Yuri on Ice and was like, I love these characters and I'm going to go for it. It's a very good show. It's a very good show. Mm -hmm. And I need that movie to come out. It's been too long. Listen, oh my gosh. Mom is doing their best. When, when is Ice Adolescence coming back from the war, you guys? Come on. It's going to be like two years. <laughs> like, I feel like Ugh. the year anniversary came around a month ago and everyone was just like, so, so when's that happening? <laughs> I mean, they could have like produced a season two, like, and how long it's been. I'm like, where is it? Come on, guys. I yeah, they it. have been doing a lot. The studio has. Yeah, considering Mappa lost a lot of animators too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, be patient with them. Yeah, because they're doing Attack on Titan, right? <laughs> they're doing Attack on Titan. They're doing Jujutsu Kaisen. Sure. They're doing another one that's coming out this year, Chainsaw Man. And then they're also doing Yuri on Ice stuff. Yeah, well, we can only things. hope that they'll do Yuri on Ice after Attack on Titan finishes. Good luck. I'm just- <laughs> okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I've been patient all this time. It's fine. I know. There was like, (laughs) somebody got so impatient. There was like a day that Maya and I like looked at the top 20 longest fics of all time on like Mm -hmm. AO3. And someone just like casually wrote an entire season two of Yuri on Ice because they got so impatient. They were like, this is just season two. Thank you so much. I feel that. I mean, I understand. I don't remember what it's called, but it's super long and they just got so fed up. They were like, here you go. Yeah, I get it. I feel like Yuri and Ice also like came out at a time when like a lot of people just needed something like really great and really yeah. positive. And um I just think like the fandom for Yuri and Ice for the most part, I'm I wasn't super deep into the fandom despite writing fanfic and stuff, mm-hmm. but was just like really positive and we're all just like, Oh, we just want that wonderful yuri on ice feeling back please <laughs> i remember i didn't watch yuri on ice when it came out like the year it came out it took me like two years afterwards to watch it because i was like in my anime slump like i wasn't watching mm-hmm. a ton of anime mm-hmm. and then well the anime that got me back into it was your lion april which is a very sad anime <laughs> I, I watched it i subjected myself to your lion april extremely yeah. sad so i needed something like kind of happy like after that one 
So I was like, again, on Tumblr when Yuri on Ice was coming out. So it was like mm-hmm. just my entire dashboard, like when each episode was coming out. And I was like, I remember that show. Maybe I should watch it. So I watched it and I was like, damn, I missed out for two years. <laughs> yeah, you missed out because like riding that wave with like everybody mm-hmm. else who was in it and like week to week and like people are like, I'm going to name my child season or episode seven of Yuri on Ice. Yes. <laughs> It was just, like, my entire dashboard was, like, gifts of episode seven or, like, like people in, like, going and analyzing each of the episodes and, like, what they mean or anything. Because, like, it was kind of gay, but, like, subtly gay. So people had to be, yes. like, hmm, okay, well, what and is there were lots of people this? who were, like, it's not really gay. Like, you know, if you're European, you can just kiss people or whatever. It's yeah, you're, like, no, pe- yeah, they just kiss each other full in the mouth on an ice ring and then exchange rings. Like, that's totally normal. Yeah, not gay at all. Not that, gay that at all. That show was super hetero. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> so we you talked a little bit about your professional career outside of fan fiction. Did writing fan fiction help you move forward in that career? Or has it just been like a little side hobby like while you were doing your career? No, I think it's been a, like a side hobby. I mean, writing is always something that I've really enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. And it's something... I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like it's something that I'm fairly good at, which, yeah. you know, if you have a, a career, you should hopefully be good at the thing that you're doing. So, um, yeah, I write in a professional capacity. Um, I do. It's it's um, not like the exciting sort of like creative kind of writing that mm-hmm. probably a lot of people think about if you talk about being a, a professional writer, but sure. um, I do a lot of writing for like marketing and for mm. copy for, um, you know, for like fundraising type stuff. Okay. So that's, that's, I do a lot of that. And I do a lot of editing, like a lot of proofreading and that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely a different kind of writing than, than like fan fiction mm-hmm. writing. Did you ever have, Maya and I have talked about this a little bit, but did you ever, like, while you were on the side writing fan fiction, like, was it ever a thing, like, as people sometimes say, coming out of the fanfic closet, like, was it hard for you to ever say that you wrote fan fiction while you wrote professionally for your career? I don't think so, because I feel like the people that I would have been talking to about the fact that I wrote fan fiction were not the people I was working with professionally. Sure. So, yeah, I was never really, like, embarrassed of writing fan fiction. Like, I felt, regardless of what the topic of or where the inspiration for my writing came from, I was always really proud of it. And, um, yeah, and just because I wrote, like, um, one of the first, the major fics that I wrote for the Vice Kreutz fandom was also a historical AU. I definitely have, like, a niche that I prefer. Um, And, yeah, it was also, like you know, it was a novel length fic with multiple, multiple chapters. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was really, really proud of that fic. I don't know how well it's aged, but it's still out there. (laughs) (laughs) Would you mind, do you know your fanfiction.net username? Yeah, it's Marty. Uh, Is it Marty Muses? I think I had to change it to, I think it's also Marty Muses. Yes, it is actually. I have fanfiction open right now because i was looking on there through trying to remind myself of stuff <laughs> Very but nice. um, yeah so it is marty muses it's on there um all of my old fix from the vice kreutz universe are on there there are definitely some that are better than others but like the really long one 
like the, that I was really invested in was called The Sweet Hell We Shared, and it is based during the Vietnam War. So, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Is it as sad as Twist and Shout, if you don't know? <laughs> I have don't know. I'm not familiar with Twist and Shout, so okay. I don't know. But um, it's sad. It's definitely sad. People were angry with me. Okay. Um, oh my God. But I mean, it has a, it has a good ending, I would say. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it was a pretty intense subject, like a pretty intense time period to tackle when I was like in my late teens, early twenties. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So are I people want... on Ao3? Do they comment different, or they, do they like react? or interact with authors differently than they do on fanfiction.net? I would say in my experience, no, not okay. really. I mean, I say definitely the AO3 community at this point is a lot more active. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, because I did also point Love and post Love and Exile on fanfiction.net, just because I was like, well, I've got an account here. I've, I've done all the work. Yeah. I might as well put it up here too. So I think it definitely doesn't get the same amount of either foot traffic or it may be that at this point, it's a much quieter community. Mm-hmm. I got a few comments on Love and Exile on fanfiction.net, or, but um, not like it is on AO3. Like I definitely got a lot more interaction on AO3 with Love yeah. and Exile. But back in the day when I was posting, you know, on fanfiction.net, and that was kind of the only option unless you were doing like live journal, which was not a thing that I ever got into. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, yeah, I would get just the same kind, like the same volume probably of comments and interaction from people. And I made like, you know, a lot of really good friends through um, people that I met on fanfiction.net back then. So Very nice. I love hearing about people like having meeting friends or partners through like mm-hmm. fanfiction or like role play servers. It's always so much fun. Yeah. 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 People often ask uh, my partner and I like, oh, so how did you guys meet? And we're like, um, we met on the internet. And they're like, oh, dating site. We're like, mm, not exactly. But, you know. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit like Maya role plays? She loves it. Uh-huh. I'm outing her to you currently. But That's like, fine. I am not a role player. And I would love to like, what was the capacity in which like the role playing like had have you met each other this is I'm wording this so poorly right now it's very late (laughs) no uh, uh, that's fine so we met okay so this is how my partner and I met we I was on Y Gallery she's an artist um and she still does a lot of art um and I really liked her art and she and some other friends of mine I didn't know her but she sort of like adjacently knew a friend of mine who I'd actually gone to high school with who was the one who got me on Y Gallery in the first place um were in I don't know how much you guys know about World of Warcraft but um we were in like it's called the troll fandom so one of the races they're like trolls they're sort of like like voodoo centric at first mm-hmm, i was like mm-hmm. i don't know i'm not really into this nobody's really okay. that hot but then i got into it and i was like okay never mind i was wrong mm-hmm. um so she was doing art and i was like oh i really like her art and i would notice i'd like i'd see she'd leave comments on like other like fix and stuff that mm-hmm. i was reading and i was like i really just want to like be friends with this person so I basically wrote the first chapter of a fic specifically because I wanted her to read it 
and leave me a comment so that I could then like be, be approach her and become friends with her. And it worked. And um, she did. She was like, I love your fic. It's so cute. Blah, 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 whatever. And then we started like chatting, like actually in World of Warcraft and playing World of Warcraft together. And then I asked her if she wanted to be my beta so she could have like early access to all the chapters that I was writing. And she did. (laughs) And, um, And I had actually been in the RP the vice the vice groids going back to vice groids community um i started rping with people i met there and so i was already like familiar with it and so she also was a fanfic writer in addition to being um an artist and had written stuff in the troll um fandom and so she was like hey i have these characters that i really love you have these characters that i also really love you want to do some RP with our characters? And I was like, hell yes. So yeah. So that was like, um, literally like almost 15 years ago, (laughs) I would say close to. And, um, we were best, best friends for a very long time. And we have RP'd all kinds of stuff. We have many different, like, very well developed like original universes we've done Mm -hmm. fandom based stuff um world of warcraft stuff um we are slowly sort of trying to write a webcomic together i don't know um and so yeah and we officially became partners sort of like right after the start of rona so we were friends for many years and now we live together and have six animals so Wow. Yeah, that's the power wow. of fandom. <laughs> fandom. Fandom friends stay together for life. It's a for yeah. lifer kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah. Um, I hope that answered your question. It did answer my question. Thank you so much. I have just like a list of questions and I'm trying to figure out where I left off. I feel like I do this a lot with the, my our authors and then like they finish and I'm like, great, next question. Which question was it again? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um. Yes, thank you so much, Maya. <laughs> so, in your like fan fiction career, you've written on fan fiction that you said and Ao3. Do have you written on any other platforms? Like anything? Like I know in like the past there was like specific websites for fan fiction, like for specific fandoms. Like were you ever a part of those? Um, I mean, Y Gallery was kind of the only other mm-hmm. one where I posted fan fiction that was all like the troll stuff and then we had like we had like a troll like an RP board community where like it was sort of like a community like RP mm-hmm. thing um that I was on a little bit but no I haven't really posted on any other um platforms it's really just been fanfiction.net AO3 and then Y Gallery. I know that there's other stuff out there. Wattpad has always seemed a little bit sinister to me for some reason. Sure, yes. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's for um, the. So, I I say it's for the children now. Like how we were, you know, people were starting off in fanfiction.net and moved away from it. The, Wattpad is where the children start and they publish their stuff and so then they move on and they move forward. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like when I was like getting back into fan fiction and I was also on Tumblr at the time. I'm not on Tumblr anymore, but mm-hmm. um, you see people posting like, Oh, this crazy person from Wattpad sent me this comment <gasps> telling me like that they're, they're going to take my, 
that that they're going to take my story and post it there. And like, yeah, it was like this weird stuff. Like people would be like, I'm going to post your story on Wattpad for you since it's not on there. And if you don't respond to this comment, then that is like implicit consent for me to do so or something like that. Anyway, it was like weird stuff (laughs) like that. And I was like, this website sounds bananas. So I'm just going to stay over here in this little corner of AO3, which seems relatively friendly and harmless, (laughs) which, yeah. Certain fandoms on Tumblr did that, where they would just, like, take people's work and republish it on their own Tumblr page. Oh! And yeah. say it was theirs? Well, Or say it was theirs, or, like, said it yeah, was... Yeah, no, they would full-on say that okay. they wrote it, they would change, like, maybe one oh, word, wow. and then they would put more tags so they would get more publicity for it. Wow. What? That's, yeah. That's crazy. How many times I mean, it doesn't happen? A bunch. really surprised me. Honestly, it doesn't surprise me. No. People in fandom can be so bizarre and so like bizarrely entitled about certain things and it's just like i don't understand (laughs) well there was also a thing i haven't seen this a ton so it's not a common thing but i've at least seen it twice which is odd that it's happened twice Mm. of people you know who have been writing fan fiction and maybe haven't finished it and then people being like hey make me a collab on this and i'll finish it for you (laughs) like we'll comment that and be like hey if you add me as like a co-writer i could just finish this for you I mean, I guess it's sort of like people wanting to write fan fiction of their favorite fan fiction. So it's like very meta in a way, I guess. I mean, yeah. I have an unfinished fanfic on AO3 that I feel very sad about because I really loved it. But I just like it's been so long now. I don't think it's probably ever going to happen. But um, but yeah, so I mean, I guess I can understand the desire for people to be like, I really just want this to be finished. But that is kind of weird to go about just Mm -hmm. be like yo i'm gonna finish your fanfic for you yeah because i feel like then you just like just post on your own ao3 like like inspired by and then link to the other fanfiction kind of thing instead of just being like like, i'll just finish it for you link me in your fanfiction that you've been writing and i will finish it for you and they're like okay hold on Right. Do you mind if I write fanfiction about your fanfiction? People be like, yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, it seems like it'd be pretty hypocritical for me to say no at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it would be, it's just so different because, like, could you imagine going up to, like, say a, um, like a Stephen King and being like, I see you haven't finished that new book. Let me finish it for you. Or, like, when uh, when everyone was freaking out about George R. R. Martin, like, not finishing the... It's like somebody walking into his office and being like, let me finish it for you. Just put my name down, and I'll finish it for you. <laughs> like, no one would do that. <laughs> no one would do that. I mean, there are probably people out there who would do that. Would they le- be allowed to do that legally? Probably oh, sure. not. No. But there's definitely people out there who are like... Probably. I'm gonna just finish this for you. Ugh. Um, okay, so moving into sort of fan fiction-y questions now, um, is there a trope you've yet to try your hand at that you really want to? A trope? Um, trope AU, something like that. I... that Oh, that's really hard. Because it's hard to sometimes sort of like distinguish in my memory like what was actually fan fiction I wrote and what was like RP stuff that that's I fair. did. That's fair. <laughs> so but um I really love the like friends like the the enemies to lovers kind mm, of very uh, good. trope. I really like that one. I don't think that I've written anything that was particularly like that. Maybe more just like people who are not that interested in each other 
having a relationship develop over time. But yeah, I like that trope. I really love the like like childhood friends to lovers kind of mm-hmm, trope mm-hmm. is another really good one that I enjoy. Um, and I don't know if I've written anything specifically that I've published that has that in it. But yeah, yeah I love I enemies know. to lovers. It's so good. It's I mean, yeah, people write it all the time, but I, I understand where it's like coming from. a. I don't know if I could write people excruciatingly hate each other. Mm. I feel yeah. like that would be very hard for me to write. I just like people being like, I don't know. It just also because like the majority of my fanfiction, I'm going to be honest, like the majority of it is explicit. Like I'm just like, I'm a mature level. Mm-hmm. I enjoy fan fiction and writing as a form also of like sexual expression, I yeah. guess. And so like, yeah, I just really love that kind of uh, that real angry, hot, t- uh, hot times. Yeah. hate sex sex or just like really aggro like aggressive Mm -hmm. like yeah I just I enjoy that from time to time oh yeah (laughs) um so then on the flip side is there a trope that you wouldn't touch like at all like you wouldn't go near in the slightest uh like the the coffee shop universe thing like I get it like the appeal of it is just kind of cute and uwu but I don't think it's probably for me, but I know that's like a popular one that's out there. My I have this. I have it. the same opinion on yeah. it. I, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's good one shot fodder, but for me sure. personally, I don't think I could write something that I'd be proud of enough to publish sure. and be like, eh, I like it. Yeah, and I just, I mean, there's only like so many coffee shop meat cutes that you can have. Um, yeah. Where they're not, they're basically all the same coffee shop meat cute. Like, oh man, that guy looks so cute in that apron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You start working at coffee shop. You find your coworker attractive. Yeah, or like the one, it's the one where it's like the guy just like falls in love from a distance with the coffee shop worker down the street and just starts coming in every day and like mm-hmm. trying to chat them up, and then it becomes a little bit stalkerish. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. There was one that we read, Maya read on the podcast, which was a kind of coffee shop one shot, and it was kind of the same thing where someone came into a coffee shop, found the bartender cute. And then, like, came and, like, brought gifts. And you were like, hmm, this Mm. could be weird. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it would be really uncomfortable in real life. Yeah. I mean, unless the person was, like, super smoking hot, which I guess in fanfiction generally everybody is. Yeah. But, like, even then it's kind of like, well, hot people can be serial killers, too. So I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. But also, like, the person's just doing their job. They have to be nice to you. Their job. Sorry. Sir, I just want to make you a cup of coffee. I just want to stop bringing in <laughs> earrings and flowers. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need these. Please take them away. Yeah. Which is weird, though, because I love a good tattoo shop AU, which I feel is okay. almost the same thing as just like, it's set in a shop. It's just set in a yeah. shop. But I love a good tattoo shop. Okay. Well, I can, like, the tattoo shop vibe is, I think, a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more mm-hmm. gritty than a coffee shop vibe which is very soft it's It's very very soft boy hours yeah yeah which i love some soft boy hours i'm not gonna lie but um yeah it's just i don't know how to how do you there's so much of it out there already how do you write like an original coffee shop yeah i don't know that's how i I feel about soulmate au's i love soulmate au's but if i would ever write it i want it to be extremely original and i don't know if that's out there anymore 
Yeah, I don't know either, but I do love I I'm a sucker for a good like it's fated to be yeah. kind of like trope. That is what something I really love. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yep. As soon as they put that like red string around the pinky, I'm like, absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Um, so I going back a little bit, you said before that you write a lot of explicit fics. Was there ever a time like before? Because I know for me personally, I get very embarrassed about writing um smutty fanfic, even just for myself. So like, was there ever a, a hump you had to get over about writing explicit fanfiction like that? No. Damn. All right. I get because I started like so in high school I went to a boarding school Mm. I went to an all-girls boarding school okay um and my best friends and I like our favorite things to do was um we would go to the library and my friend would check out a literal stack of um romance novels Mm -hmm. like 10 deep and we would basically just sit around and like flip through until we got to the quote unquote good parts ah. and then just read them out loud to each other. Oh, like that, nice. was, Whoa. that was our, um, yeah, that was like one of our favorite pastimes. And I think like that was sort of when I first started um, writing fan fiction or, or like writing a lot of like creative writing for myself. Mm-hmm. So I would like write stuff and it would have little steamy scenes and then I would like read it to my friends and we'd all giggle and I would be embarrassed but I think like by the time I started writing it like and putting it up like it was just so ubiquitous in the Mm -hmm. fan fiction universe that I didn't feel embarrassed because it was like literally everybody is writing this kind of stuff so okay yeah so I'm just embarrassed about everything is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Everybody has their own comfort level. But yeah, I don't know. It's not something that I've ever really felt embarrassed about. Sure. I mean, I, I think if you're like reading like almost basically smut aloud to your friends, you've kind of gotten over that hump. So I understand. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were pretty shameless. <laughs> I definitely have stories of friends where shit like that really? happened. Oh yeah, totally. Why have you never told I, me? Because it's like super personal. <laughs> <laughs> like I've known that friend since kindergarten. We've known each Damn, other for okay. like 20 years. Okay. So we're on a different, not to be like that. I love you, but we're on a different level. <laughs> Damn, all right. <laughs> so. To do the podcast with her. <laughs> I'm Whoa. just kidding. Wow. Do I need to, should I? Uh, do you, I are you hearing this, Marty? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is the end. This is the last episode. Good night. Goodbye. Oh, so sad. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I do want to talk about, you said before that there is a fan fiction that you have kind of DNF. You have not finished and not to like bring you down or anything, because I don't think there's any shame in the not finishing fanfic game. Um, I, I think there's like kind of something very important to talk to authors about why they didn't finish a fan fiction because it almost makes an author feel very human because like the reasons are never almost like bad. They're like, we've heard like they got, you know, tired of the fandom or they lost interest or other things came up. So like, I just love talking about like why a, like why a fan fiction never got finished. Sure. We can talk about it. I'm down. Okay, perfect. 
so the one I believe it's you have two technically on your AO3 that aren't finished, and that's Stranger Than Fiction and one called Sunbound. Oh yeah, okay, so <laughs> yes, that's true. I yeah, Sunbound is actually I'm I think I'm a collaborator on it. I think that okay. my partner actually posted it. It was basically uh one of our RPs that she took and yeah. edited and turned into like a story so it was one of our really long form rps about a couple characters mm-hmm. so yeah so i think yeah she had started to do that and then just only got so far so but stranger than fiction is definitely the one that's like my my regret that i have not finished okay. it thick yeah so yeah do you want me to tell you about yes it? i would love to yeah yeah <laughs> So Stranger Than Fiction is, it's uh, Yuri on Ice, again, it's an AU. I feel much more, I do sometimes write, like, canon Mm -hmm. stuff, but I just, I don't know. I love an AU. It's just, like, you you can do so much more stuff with it, and I don't know, the challenge of writing the characters and trying to keep them in character without, you know, just going off the rails. I enjoy. Um, But yeah, it's actually a fic that I started for a friend of mine, you can, I think on AOE three you can see that it's dedicated okay. um, to my friend Sheep Skeleton. So she is um, an artist. She's a friend of mine. I became very close to through the Yuri on Ice fandom, and she's actually from overseas. She's from Poland, Ooh. and she was talking about one day, like she was on the train headed back from work and there was this guy she saw on the train who was sleeping but he also had a book out like on the table in front of him that she was a big fan of and she was like would it have been really creepy if I'd woken this guy up to talk to him about how much I love this book and I was like I mean maybe a little bit the dude was sleeping blah blah so the idea for Stranger Than Fiction came out of this conversation that we had um and it's basically the it's an au it's kind of an author's au i guess it would be where yuri is um yuri katsuki there's two yuris it can get confusing (laughs) yuri is um kind of on this journey like a lot of people do when they're young like the quintessential european backpack trip Mm -hmm trying to write this great novel um his favorite author is of course Viktor Nikiforov who's like you know a Russian sort of literary author um and so he's on a train and um I, I like to incorporate a lot of the characters in AUs not just like the main um sort of like couple or the main characters yeah and um uh, one of the people sharing a seat with him is uh, Chris, whose name I can't remember. He was the Swiss. Yeah. The oh, okay. Swiss yeah. Guy. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Um, and he recognizes the book that Yuri's reading as being one of Victor's. And it turns out he's a literary cricket critic and um, knows Victor. And so he kind of approaches him to be like, Oh, I see you really like this author, blah, blah, blah. And it sort of goes from there. So yeah, it was a really fun um, fic to write because while I was um, writing the main story of, you know, what's happening with Yuri and Chris and Victor, um, I was also kind of breaking out and including snippets of the books that each uh, Yuri and Victor were writing at the time. Okay. 
Um, and so Victor, his sort of side of the story is he's in like a kind of a writer's slump. Mm -hmm. He's like, everybody's waiting for his next big novel. And he's just kind of like, I've lost my will to write kind of like, you know, being a drama queen, not trauma, drama king, not unlike he was in the actual Yuri on Ice. <laughs> and, um, you know, Chris sends him this picture of lovely Yuri Katsky sleeping on a train on top of his book. And he's like, I must know this boy. Oh, so, so very um, reminiscent of the actual show when yes, Yuri gets so it filmed fo- <laughs> like yes. skating his routine. So it follows like a very sort of similar plot progression in some cases as the original show, which is also something that I kind of enjoy trying to do, but in with like within a very different context. So anyway, so yeah, so it was really good and I was really enjoying writing it. Um, I, the first part of the story takes place in Lucerne, Switzerland, which is a place that I had actually been. And so I feel very, um, I feel very comfortable writing about places that I feel like I can really imagine really well. Sure. Um, and really sort of emote within a way. Um, and then at one point in the story, Yuri actually goes to St. Petersburg and I've never been to Russia or St. Petersburg. And it just got, it got really hard for me to kind of like envision the continuation mm. of the story or mm. the place that it was taking place in. There was also a lot of stuff going on at the time, like within my professional life. Um, I had like taken on, I'd been promoted. So I had taken on a lot more work yeah. and was just doing a lot more, um, doing a lot more at work that was taking a lot more of my energy away I actually sometimes I'm sure nobody else ever does this would write at work um you know <laughs> when I had downtime never absolutely um, not what are you talking about and I I just definitely didn't really have a lot of that time anymore so I think it just kind of naturally it kept getting put off it kept getting put off I'd lost a lot of the inspiration for it um and at this point like just so much time has passed I don't know how to pick it up again if I even if I wanted to so um and I feel really bad because it was dedicated to my my very good friend and she's so was so sweet and so supportive and um and I just feel really bad I never got to finish it for her but I just haven't so so yeah, at but, this point, you're saying you it's it's not really going to be finished, even if. I mean, I don't want to say never say, you know, never say never. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ice Adolescence could come out or you're in Ice Season 2 could happen and I could be like, bam, I'm way into this sure. again. And, um, you know, and I think that's another thing is just like a lot of time had passed, like since, you know, like the fandom was yeah. kind of quieting down and like the energy of the fandom had subsided a lot so it can be hard to write for mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I don't even think that now I wouldn't call the Yuri and Ice fandom a dead fandom sure but it's definitely um you know the first year to year and a half after Yuri on Ice happened was like bananas everybody was mm-hmm. so into it and you know yeah it just kind of kind of calmed down after a while but Are you? Th- I highly recommend it. If you want to read six chapters, I think it's six <laughs> chapters of unfinished fanfic that's, you know, out there, it's there. <laughs> Very nice. Are you thinking of writing fanfiction again? Because you, I think that one was posted in like 2018. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. So 
I am definitely not opposed to posting fan fiction again or writing fan fiction again, but my fan fiction writing career has been really cyclical. Like there have been big gaps between what I wrote. So I was writing for the Vice Kreutz fandom for a while and then took, you know, a long break and then was posting stuff with the World of Warcraft fandom and really hadn't posted anything fan fiction related probably since the late aughts um early 20 teens Mm -hmm. um until yuri on ice happened so i'm not opposed to it i just haven't like really been super inspired by anything to feel like yeah i really want to write about these characters um so Yeah. yeah Do you read a lot of fan fiction? Like, is that, or is it like a writing? Because I know a lot of people who only really write and then don't read a ton of fan fiction. Yeah, that's definitely me. I don't read a ton of fan fiction. Um, and I, I, I think I read more fan fiction probably when I was younger, um, when I was first kind of getting into fandom and fan fiction. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is like, I don't read a whole lot in general these days, partly because I read, like I said, I read and write so much for work Yeah. um, that, yeah, I tend to just sort of, I play a lot of video games. I'm a gamer um, and I watch TV. I did recently, my partner gave me for, um, for Christmas, the English translation of Modao Zushi. So I've been oh, very cool. slowly through that. Um, we did watch The Untamed on Netflix and like cried for a million years during the pandemic. And um, yeah, so I'm reading that. And um, I definitely am not opposed mm-hmm. in any way to reading fan fiction. I just like... I just don't have a lot of time to like really sit down and consume a lot of fan fiction. Like I know some people, like I have friends who like, they're constantly reading fan fiction. Like they'll, they'll go through like a fandom, they'll like burn through it through wildfire. And then they're like scraping the bottom of the barrel and are like, (laughs) you won't believe I wrote this fic about this. And I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? But yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely a fear of mine because I just started kind of a new job where I do a lot of writing. It's like public relations writing, marketing stuff. And then I do like you a lot of copy editing. So I read a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of afraid that like, Oh no. (laughs) Like, is this, is this like hurting? Like that I read so much at work that I don't want to go home and read because of that. Yeah. I think it definitely can be, it can be kind of a burnout thing when you do it in your professional life. Um, But I think, you know, being part of fandom and being like in a community that's active Mm -hmm. really helps, especially as a fanfic writer, because, you know, you get like getting that feedback from people who are reading what you're putting out there for me is like a huge it's like a huge thing um, and a huge like inspiration because I just love uh, like getting to talk to people or hear what people think about what I've written or so I think I think it definitely helps um, to be sort of active in the community to keep that, um, you know, that energy for mm-hmm. it up and going. But it definitely can be a drain. My partner, um, you know, is kind of the same way. She's um, she's an artist and she's a graphic designer in her professional life. Mm-hmm. And so like when her workload is really heavy with 
a lot of design work um, and stuff, it is really hard for her to do art just for fun at home or to do commissions or that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's a balancing act between, you know, having something that's a hobby and when that thing isn't just a hobby and it becomes something you have to do all the time, it can be hard to keep the, Mm -hmm. the, the energy for it in your private life. For sure. I know it can also be really hard when, like, you do publish something and then it doesn't maybe get the reaction that you want or, like, the the numbers that you want. Because, like, even mm-hmm. though, you know, we all say that, like, numbers don't matter, blah, 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 like, it, it gets to you when, like, you don't have as many comments as you normally do or, like, maybe you don't get any comments this time or you're not getting as many hits. And, it, like, take you get you take a hit to, like, your self-esteem almost. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Because I think... Like, you know, we talk about fan fiction, fan fiction authors, like, oh, they're out there and they're, you know, they're like doing it for free. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it for free, but we're also doing it because we want people to say how much they love what we write. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's, it's free monetarily, but we're doing it for some kind of Mm -hmm. gain, for some kind of, of feedback, you know, some kind of chemical brain boost you know, there's a, there's a reason that we love to do it. And, you know, having that response from, from the community is definitely a big part of that. For For sure. Um, For everybody (laughs) who does it. So what has been the best writing advice you've come across either like, you know, in your professional life or someone on fan fiction or someone on a role-playing server, like what has been the best kind of writing advice you've come across? The best writing advice that I ever got was actually from reading Stephen King's book on writing. Okay. Um, it is a really great, I mean, it's a little bit old now. I think I read it probably when I was in college, maybe. Um, but it is just a very, very good book that talks about, especially like how to be a really concise writer and how to be a really, sort of evocative writer Mm -hmm. without having to be really wordy or having to really, you know, how to avoid kind of purple prose, like how to be, um, uh, I don't, that's the phrase that I'm trying to think of. Just like, yeah, how to, how to be interesting in what you're writing um, without being, really flowery or over the top I don't enjoy that type of writing I don't enjoy writing that kind of writing I don't really enjoy reading that kind of writing so um yeah so for me that was probably the best writing advice um that I got was from reading that book Stephen King's On Writing nice is the book is called On Writing yeah it's called On Writing okay cool do you remember some of those pieces of advice Oh my gosh. I mean, I'd have to get the book out. It's That's around fine. here somewhere. <laughs> totally, you're totally good. Yeah. I was like, maybe, maybe she I could have had it off the top of that. I just don't. I mean, like, I read it so long ago, but yeah, it just. De- uh, definitely the advice of like read other writers' advice kind of things. Cause there's like definitely professional writers who write books like that. And like, you can learn a lot from like them. Yeah. And I think also just like, I know I just, I know I literally just said I don't read a whole lot anymore, but I think also like reading definitely makes you a better writer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, you know, whether it's 
fiction, published fiction, fan fiction, nonfiction, I think kind of just anything makes you, um, you know, more familiar with the different, you know, cadences of words and how you like to see and feel sentences come together and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to develop a sense of style for sure. Especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to writing, Mm -hmm. at least it's a personal problem that I have, (laughs) (laughs) but we're going to move on to YN's choice. We know you do ship fix, (laughs) but out of all of the fix that you've written, what has been your favorite and why? We're asking you to pick your favorite child, basically. Yeah, this, and we're is, a, very this sorry, is Sophie's but... choice. Um... No, I, that's easy. My favorite is definitely Love in Exile. Okay. Like, yeah. Hands down, 100%. It is my baby. It is the story that I f- continue to think about even today. Um, the story I definitely did the most research mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. and just like really enjoyed doing the research. Um, the setting is in a place that's like very evocative to me. I'm actually, I'm from Alaska, which is, um, very similar in some ways to the climate and, you know, of Sakhalin Island. So, um, when I was thinking about, um, what it was like there and thinking about writing about being there, um, I really connected with it because it's where I'm from is a lot like that. It's very mm-hmm. desolate. It's very quiet. There's bears, it's snowy, it's full of trees. And there's kind of just like this, um, a little bit of like sad solitude feeling to a lot of it. Um, so yeah, Sac- love and exile is definitely, it's my favorite fic that I've ever written. Very cool. Very nice. I know I will eventually get to it. I had like, um like a collections which is how you found me a collection of like fan fiction that I want to read and there was even mm-hmm. a fan fiction author who emailed us being like oh my god I didn't think you'd ever read like my fic and I was like you don't if it's in there it will be read it might take a while <laughs> but it will be read eventually like you're not there for no reason like it might take me a bit but it will be read <laughs> great cool and I know I know you just said you don't read a whole ton anymore, but do you have a favorite fic or some or one that you would want to point out to us? This can be like a top three. This could be a top five, even if you yeah. have five off the top of your head, but just ones that you would recommend either to the listeners or to us. Okay. So I did come up with a few. Awesome. Um, Cause you had asked me to do that. So one I'm going to recommend is actually it's old. Like it's from, the days when I first got into fanfiction. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's still up on fanfiction.net <laughs> and it is from the Vice Croids universe. But, um, you know, I, th- I think like there's still like really good fic out there from like old fandoms. For sure. Um, so I'm going to recommend this one. This was like my favorite that I read back at th- in the day that like really got me into the Vice Croids fandom and like really into writing like long form fanfic. It's called Upon a Painted Ocean, mm-hmm. um, and the author is P.S. Spear, and it's about 16 chapters long. Um, it is, um, it, it, it does have, like, a romantic, um, uh, uh, you know, relationship in it, but it is sort of, like, it's, uh, the rating on there is K+, which I guess is, like, it's like pg or pg 13 so it's not an explicit one um and it is sort of like a historical au about pirates 
Yeah. Um, the other one, so this one was actually recommended to me. It's from a fandom that I'm just sort of kind of getting into. I haven't read this yet, but my partner read it and I asked her to like give me some fix because she reads more fan fiction than I do. Okay. Um, it is from the Hades fandom. Okay. I don't know if okay. you know anything about the game Hades. I see it um, all the time. Don't I've, know anything about it. I I'm on the fence about buying it. Okay. I know people really oh, love buy it. it. Okay. Is it on so the Switch? good. Yes, it's yeah. on okay. the Switch. I my partner has been playing it since it came out. I like watched her play it, and I just started playing it myself, like or like last week. I'm obsessed. I literally play it every day for hours on end, and Damn. like I just okay. want everybody in this game to just kiss each other all the time um, (laughs) it's valid that's a valid reaction it is valid it's but it's so good like the writing is so good the game is so beautiful the music is amazing and even if you like really suck at the game it doesn't really matter because the fun part is getting to go and like talk to everybody when you get sent back to hell so wait so what is it anyway i have no idea okay what is it about yeah Let me tell you about the game Hades. Um, so it is it's it's a roguelike. Do you guys know what that means? Yeah, I do. I don't know if uh, <laughs> I'm not as much as a gamer. <laughs> it's fine. So it's the the premise is you play as Zagreus, who okay. is the son of Hades and Persephone. Ooh. Um, he is trying to escape from Hades, Tartarus, Hell. Um, because his mother, he's trying to track down his mother who left, um, when he was basically right after he was born. So he's trying to track down Persephone. Um, and there are all these other characters. There's the Olympian gods who are sort of trying to help you escape. There's your father, Hades, who's like grumpy and trying to stop Mm -hmm. you, but like, maybe he has ulterior motives. It's not just because he's a dick. Um, there's, you know, your loyal friend Cerberus, the dog, uh-huh. and, like, Achilles is there, and, um, Thanatos, the god of death, the Furies, and some of these are, like, characters that you have to fight, some of them are just characters that you talk with, um, and some of them are, like, characters who you, like, give items to, to, like, increase your friendship, mm-hmm. and as you increase your friendship with some of them, you also increase, like, a sort of a romantic storyline. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so it's just, like, really fun. So you, each time you play, you're basically trying to break out of hell, and you can go until you die, and then you get sent back. And every time you get sent back, you have a new chance to, like, talk to more people and, like, do different things. And then you have these different weapons you can try. And then you try to break out again. And every time you either make it. But regardless of whether you make it out or not, you always end up back in hell and have to try Okay. So it's really fun. It's a very fun game. All right. With a great storyline. Cool. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, so the the fic for this, um, she recommended, it's called Honey and Salt. It is explicit. It's a one-shot. Um, it was written by Not All Bees, and it's on AO3. And then the third one I wanted to recommend is actually, I'm going to be honest, not a fic that I have read, but it is a fic that is very well known, or at least it was in the Uranus fandom, okay. that I think has a similar... Um, it's also historical AU, and I think if people read Love in Exile and they like that kind of thing, this is one that they would also like. And it's Blackbird by Six Pences, and it is a historical 
um, AU that takes place in World War II. Okay. And it is, has a mature rating on AO3. I think I've heard of that one. I think I, yeah, I have heard of that one. It's pretty well known. Yeah, it was a, a pretty well known. Sixpences was like kind of a big deal in the Yuri on yeah, Ice okay. fan, fan um, fiction community. So, mm. yeah. Very so, those fun. are my recs. Well, Whoa. thank you. Is there anything that you would like to promote while you're here? Your AO3, social medias, anything? <laughs> um, I mean, just go read Love and Exile. Perfect. It's it's a beautiful fic, in my opinion. And um, it will be linked <laughs> in the description. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not really on social media much. I'm not a social media person. I left Tumblr with the great Tumblr exodus. Yeah. <laughs> protesting, protesting the change in their policies. But I think there is still a Tumblr page that is like a companion page to Love and Exile. Okay. That I didn't, I never shut down. Mm. So it should still be live. It, and it's where I posted a lot of like my research notes and that kind of stuff. So I think people can still go and check it out unless, unless Tumblr was just like, the person hasn't logged into the site in forever and deleted it. I don't know. Sure. But yeah. I don't know if Tumblr does that. I don't know either. I just literally it, haven't been on Tumblr in a minute. It depends on if the bot detected any content that it didn't like. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so. There shouldn't be any sexy content on that Tumblr. It's mostly just like. It wasn't even yeah, like sexy like, stuff. Like people's shit was getting shut down for yeah. no reason, basically. It was, it was bananas. The end of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Tumblr is like now, but there was definitely like the end of an era on Tumblr. Yeah. When it was like, yeah. A lot of people were just like, nope. Bye. Yeah. And I was definitely one of those people. Sometimes it's here or there. The last time Tumblr really felt like Tumblr was when Supernatural ended, yeah. finally. Uh, um, yeah. But that was like the last time Tumblr felt like Tumblr. Yeah. It's sad because it was a great community. Yeah. It was probably the last place that I was like really active online and sort mm -hmm. of like felt part of an online community but yeah i'm just like i'm not really into social media i'm not like a That's fair. social media person but yeah just check out check out love and exile and my other fix on ao3 if you like really want to do like a deep dive into like hey what was the vice kreutz fan fiction universe all about you can check out marty muses on fanfiction.net and read the sweet hell we shared hell yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> well perfect well thank you for being here we're so glad to speak to you and um to learn about vice Christ, that sounds like a very fun show that i would like to look into actually yeah i mean watch it but definitely know that it is a product of like hell yeah the like 90 like 90s anime like it's like i tried to perfect. watch it i with my um my partner and she was just like wow this is um this is a lot this is mm -hmm. different this is yeah so yeah thank you guys for listening to this episode of canonically incorrect you can follow us on twitter and tumblr and tiktok and instagram um you can email us your fanfiction recommendations and if you are a fanfiction author who would like to be interviewed on our podcast email us at canonicallyincorrectpod at gmail.com if you liked us if you liked the episode if you think we deserve um a little something to keep the podcast going help to get new equipment that kind of stuff you can make a donation at ko-fi.com slash canonically incorrect rate review subscribe to us on apple podcast follow us on spotify and any other podcasting platform tag your fix accordingly donate to AO3 <laughs> goodbye